Hey, it's Karen here. And before we begin, I want to answer a quick question I receive often. How do I eat healthy when on the go? Now, I believe I thrive with stage four cancer because of my healthy lifestyle. I always look for ways to make clean eating simple. And one option I love is Daily Harvest. I get chef-crafted, wholesome foods that are in and out of the freezer, delivered right to my door. My personal favorite is the Brussels Pod Thai Harvest Bowl. From smoothies and superfood lattes to harvest bowls and delicious desserts, Daily Harvest has it all. Choose healthy and convenient today and get $25 off your first order with the promo code PRETTYWELLNESS at checkout. Go to daily-harvest.com. Let's begin. I want to welcome you to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor thriving with stage four disease and author of the book, which is a cancer guide and journal for patients and caregivers that shares the same name as this podcast, Happiness Through Hardship. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great, but sometimes it takes a little more, and this podcast will provide you with what worked well for me, success stories of people that have been through hard times, and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. Now, if you like these episodes, please do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get noticed and help us inspire more people. And now, for this episode. As a two-time cancer survivor who drastically changed my lifestyle after my stage four diagnosis, I get a lot of questions about what I did. I had a fire underneath me and call that fire metastatic disease. Though I tell anyone who will listen that I felt so much better physically and mentally making the changes I did. And so I encourage you to take small steps so that you can feel great too. So on today's episode, I share what I did. When it comes to lifestyle changes from plant-based whole foods diet to adding fitness and other wellness practices to my life. I talk about how we can all figure out our why, the motivator to making changes, and I share my small steps formula. So please listen and let me know your questions and thoughts afterwards. You can always reach out to at Pretty Wellness on Instagram. So please grab your favorite drink, get cozy, and let's get started. Now, for those of you that are new to me, I made a huge lifestyle change after my stage four diagnosis. I did it to improve my health. I did it to lower inflammation, knowing that inflammation triggers so many diseases. Now, if you ask me what I did in short, I will say that I embrace overall wellness. But let me tell you that overall wellness isn't just one thing. So I am going to jump right in now and I'm going to share with you, let's call it a trifecta. There are three major changes that I made, starting with clean eating and then boosting up, I'll call it active living, as well as jumping onto the mindfulness bandwagon. So first, I don't know, some people always ask me most about what I eat. And truly, it's as simple as saying, 
I eat a whole foods plant-based diet. And I have been doing that for seven years now. Wow, I cannot believe that. And let me tell you, it's not it's not like it was, um, I don't want to say it wasn't easy because at times it was hard and at other times it was easier. But honestly, I am somebody who was obsessed with diet soda or where I grew up, we called it pop, diet pop. I thought I was healthy because I chose to eat baked Lay's out of the vending machine. And when they came out with the baked Cheetos and Cheez-Its and all those, I thought I was doing uh, better for myself. But so I learned when I took my deep dive into wellness. After I got that stage four diagnosis, I really did a lot of research on who was thriving with cancer and what they were doing to be well. And there were a number of elements that are touched upon. And I'll start by giving you a few of the key components because I get asked all the time about my diet. What is it that I made and what were those drastic changes? So uh, first and foremost, and a lot of people don't want to hear this, is I really did try and eliminate sugar. Sugar's in so many things of what we eat. Even if you pay, or if when I paid special attention to it, I noticed everything from tomato sauces to pastas to cereals, not even sugar cereals, to cough drops, to those gummy vitamins. There's so many different words that could mean sugar. I don't know if you've ever watched, and if you haven't, it's a few years old now, but Katie Couric was a producer of a documentary called Fed Up, and it talks about the sugar industry. And again, it will surprise you, but making small changes can really help. Now, I did. I rid myself of of candy, of sweet things, of cake. And for anybody who knew me before, I was a huge sweet tooth. Pastas, no longer did pastas. Occasionally I do, but I make what I consider better choices. Instead of using the white flours, I will use whole wheat, whether it's for baking or whether it's from pastas. A lot of times I try and use veggies as my substitutes. Instead of pasta, I will do the zoodles, the zucchini noodles. I make what I think is an awesome zucchini lasagna, and it's vegan. So it's I take one of those cheese slicers and I cut a zucchini in half and I slice it and that makes the zucchini noodles. And instead of cheese, I use hummus. In fact, that's a lot of times my creaminess. You could use store-bought hummus or you could use, you know, chickpeas and put it in a blender. I do that and I use a spicy red sauce. I love Rayo's Fradiavolo sauce. Very few ingredients, not a lot of sugar, tastes great. And then I throw in vegetables. Sometimes it's frozen kale or spinach. Other times it's mushrooms. I bake it for about an hour and I think it's so good. Uh, But so I digress. I have so many substitutions that I think, are they exactly the same? I don't want to lie to you. No, they're not. But have I found things that satiate whatever that, call it a craving or what I want to eat? Uh, When it comes to sweets, When I would have a craving, especially initially, since I was so used to eating things that were so sweet, is I would take a tablespoon or two of, at the time it was sunflower seed butter because my son has a nut allergy. Uh, But since then he's grown out of the tree nuts and now I do almond butter. And there's a brand if you shop at Whole Foods or if you want to buy online called Maisie Jane's. For anybody that has a peanut allergy in the family, they make almond butter because we still have the peanut allergy. They make almond butter, cashew butter, 
that is peanut free. So that's what I do. I, if you crave breads, there's all sorts of breads in the freezer section or make your own. I made a delicious pumpkin bread with leftover pumpkin puree. And I make this, uh, it's beer bread. My college best friend had this great recipe that was only a few ingredients, but there was sugar. And I took out the sugar and I just did do a, a can of beer. Okay. I mean, we're talking here comfort foods, right? So, uh, and then I use whole wheat flour or almond flour and I'd have to look, but if you go on prettywellness.com, I do have an e-cookbook that you can download that gives you some of these simple recipes. Um, so anyway, I told you I embrace plant-based nutrition. You heard about my zucchini lasagna. For people that want to start going plant-based, I always say, just think what's easy for you. I love smoothies. I start most, most days with a smoothie. I do love juices too. It just takes a little bit longer of a time. I do wheatgrass shots. Sometimes I make it myself. Other times I can get them in the fro- frozen section and I think they're disgusting, but I do feel really good when I take them. Big, huge salads. Those can be easy and add fun things to them like pumpkin seeds, olives. I add hummus. I love chickpeas and even berries. So think of just how one can add fruits and vegetables to their lives. Like that's really what I did. Um, and then here is when we talk about things that I eliminated, I did eliminate all processed food because so many times they're genetically modified ingredients. They're not wholesome ingredients. Literally, I will tell you, I felt within a few weeks of not eating packaged processed foods, I felt thinner. I felt less bloated. And my energy level skyrocketed. I truly believe one of the best things we can do is stop eating processed foods. Now, listen, after seven years, there are times that I make exceptions. I love skinny pop, popcorn. Is it really bad for you? No. Is it really good for you? No. There's no nutrient value in popcorn, but I love the saltiness to it. Um, But that is an exception. It's not what I come home and eat for all of my snacks. I got rid of coffee creamers. I don't drink coffee anymore. It just was never my favorite, but it's okay to drink dark coffee or if you want to add things to it. Some people will use a little coconut oil if you like that. Almond milk. There are different ways to find substitutions to the processed foods that you're used to eating. Also, I stopped eating cereals other than like a a oatmeal Or in fact, today I had a cream of brown rice. Um, There's no cream in it. That's just, I think, what I call it because my grandmother called it. And again, I talked about the substitutions of pastas. You know, once in a while it's okay, but finding ways. Instead of chips, I made dehydrated kale chips. Instead of the pasta, I talked about my lasagna, my zucchini, and the breads that I would home make or find in the freezer section. Also, if you want things that are salty, Olives. I love olives. Those were really great. So um, the the other thing I eliminated as well was uh, dairy and animal protein. Now, some studies, and not everyone agrees, they will say that meat and dairy can increase the risk of breast cancer. And because I'm a two-time breast cancer survivor, I'm living with stage four disease, I really, I really read closely and paid attention that there are human growth factors like hormones that are oftentimes in dairy. Um, an animal protein, 
And quite honestly, you can find, if you want to go that route and have dairy or animal protein, you can find better options, grass-fed, organic. But I would still say smaller portions. And I will, you know, I will also say I didn't do fish for many years, but now I am back to eating a little bit of fish. And I'll tell you, I missed it. I love salmon. And and so I am not truly 100% vegan now, but I do look at my choices and try and make them mostly vegan. Now, looking at substitutions, people ask me all the time about like, how did you get your protein for all those years? I will say I ate a lot of legumes, different types of legumes, from chickpeas to lentils, from soups to adding to salads. I'm not a big soy eater. Some people like soy. Uh, with breast cancer, some people think it's great for it. Other people think it's not. And so I just went and not eating soy on a regular basis. I do love tofu. Um, but again, it's it's eat those added, those genetically modified soy and tofus, it's better to have the least amount of processed food, just like anything else. Um, and last but not least, I will say an area that I, I still sometimes struggle with, but is really, really, really important is to drink a lot of water. Uh, I used to drink a ton, as you know, a Diet Dr. Pepper. And when I drank water, it would be that crystal light. And I for so many reasons, water is great for us. We are all, after a long night's sleep or even a short night's sleep, our body is is dehydrated. So every morning I start out my day with some warm water and lemon and it kind of flushes, it detoxes the system. And hydrating, rehydrating, drinking water throughout the day really does help flush those toxins out of your system. And so if there is like one easy thing that you can do is just drinking more water, as they say, if you read in some of the medical journals or what you might even see in the mainstream media now is it's easy to remember, drink the amount of ounces that's half your body weight. So for a 120 pound person, you want to drink 60 ounces a day, right? So basically um, those, those top five simply put are one, Reduce your sugar intake. Two, eliminate processed foods. Three, embrace plant-based nutrition. Eat as many fruits and vegetables as you can. Four, consider eliminating or decreasing the amount of dairy and animal protein you have. And five, um, drink a lot of water. Also, I told you it was a trifecta for me. The first three big changes I made was clean eating. Uh, the second is fitness, right? So I always, I guess I'd call myself um, a weekend warrior when I wasn't busy, but I think I always thought I was. I would, you know, get in a workout or two. And when I was younger, I would prepare for, you know, bikini season, wedding season, holiday season, whatever season I thought I needed to celebrate and look good, kind of meant a, a new workout regimen. So um, I don't know if any of you here were like me and we're super into the Jane Fonda calisthenic workout videos. I loved those. Um, in fact, my childhood friend Leanne and I used to do them in her basement for many years, quite honestly. Um, and then I had a thigh master. Uh, totally, I was that person. You know, now with the internet, I don't know if we buy as much from as seen on TV. Uh, you could buy those in the stores as well. But I totally had the thigh master. We had a Bowflex. And I will say, though, I think that was my husband's choice. And then last but certainly 
not least, I had a shake weight. Yes, I had a shake weight. I got made fun of for having it. I may have actually had two. And when I left Disney and ESPN, uh, for those of you that are new to me, I spent 20 years in corporate where I worked in sports and entertainment. And I left my corporate career to go to grad school. And so it was um, it was awesome in many ways because I, I, I gave them my notice. It was over a month. And so I, I felt like I was almost retiring from corporate. And in doing that, I was able to like, go have coffee with people and, and go out to lunch and, and, you know, gift them things from my office. And so I gave um, a friend of mine, uh, I gifted her the shake weight, which was kind of funny. Uh, so how, what are the changes I made? Well, let me tell you one of the biggest eye openers to me. And this came from the nurses health study and women's healthy eating and living study, uh, both out of Harvard, uh, the Journal of Clinical Oncology in 2006 and Harvard School of Public Health News in 2011, they have shown a decrease in mortality rates with physical activity. So overall, and I think a lot of people know this, but the question is, do they do it? 30 to 60 minutes of moderate walking each day. Now, what's interesting is that especially during the COVID times, it's quite hard. I think we're, if you're working from home, you're sitting around all day, although, hey, I got a stand-up desk, and so that's, right now I'm talking to you guys in my office slash podcast studio where I'm standing up, and, and that's been a help. It's actually easier for me to be like, oh, I got to go take a quick ba- bathroom break and run up and down the stairs. Not so much because I was thinking of exercise, but just to get something from downstairs. There is a way for us to get more steps, thus somewhat walking. Uh, you know, for me, we got a dog during COVID times, and so I'm walking more with the dog. I'm trying to meet people to stay socially distanced and wear masks and to go on walks. And sometimes it's in the middle of the day. We're in the middle of a lot of things, but taking that 20-minute walk. Now, mind you, when I do speaking engagements, I always tell, especially really any organization, but corporate organizations, when you've got a meeting a, a lighthearted meeting, obviously not a big strategic meeting where people are taking a ton of notes, but take a walk. You know, whether it's going outside or walking around the building, I actually used to do that a lot when I was at ESPN. The, the halls were long and we could do it. And we had a lot of mentoring meetings because leadership is, is something that was really looked upon highly there and helping groom um, your ro- role models as well as those that worked for you. And so, We did a lot of those walking around. And so there are ways to be creative with it. And so I encourage you to find a way to be active because there are so many studies. You know, a few years ago, the saying was sitting as the new smoking. We're seeing more and more studies about the importance of being active. And so I stepped that up. I didn't go to the gym for an hour a day. I thought that's what I needed to do. I I took that off my plate And I started to, I think, be a little kinder to myself and say, listen, focus on being active. What can I do? I used to walk my son to school. I talked about the dog. I think about if this is an area that you want to improve, you know, I I get the question all the time. So I'm I'm sharing it here. Find ways that you might be able to add that. And then uh, the third part of the trifecta is, honestly, was the hardest for me. It was my connection to peace, quiet, and calm, really under that umbrella of mindfulness. Now, for those of you, many of you probably know what mindfulness is. It really is the state of being present 
being in that moment without judging yourself. Now, when I talk to people about how I found how to be present, it's really about thinking about my senses, right? Like, what am I looking at right now? What am I hearing? What am I smelling? And every time you try and think about where you are in that present moment, you're taking yourself away from those thoughts about the future or the past or whatever it is you might be thinking about. This was so hard for me because I really considered myself to be so successful because of my thoughts and how I plan so much and troubleshoot so much. And mind you, as a business person, I still think there's a huge place for that. But, you know, a lot of us have have tendencies to overanalyze, and I totally did. And I really have been working hard on this the last few years, and this might have even been the hardest component. I love to make fun of myself and how even in yoga, when I started yoga, where many people find out how to be present through a yoga practice or a, a meditation practice, I used to drive from Bristol to Fairfield to take, which is about an hour away to go to a yoga class. And because I was driving and I was not home yet, I would bring my cell phone in and put it under the mat and I was not present at all. I was thinking about my to-do list. I was looking at it as exercise, which listen, it's a great exercise, but I was watching others to see if I could do the moves instead of trying to challenge myself to just practice. And so that really was, after my stage four diagnosis, I went to hot yoga because I just needed to get away from my scary thoughts of what was going on. And I really listened. And maybe a lot of people have gotten to this place before I did. But I'm here to say that really in all three of this trifecta that I'm talking to you about, the clean eating, the active living, the mindfulness component, they really are things that were changes for me and that they weren't necessarily easy, but I got there. I am so excited and proud of the changes that I made. Now, yes, I was diagnosed with stage four cancer. And so some of these changes, I went cold turkey and did. However, I so often thought about the old me that sat at my desk at work that didn't move too much because I was on conference calls all day, what would, what would I tell that Karen? What would I tell my friends? And as it turns out, a lot of my friends were asking questions because as I grew passionate about everything I was learning, I then went and got a plant-based nutrition certification. And I started to take notes from all these medical journals I was reading and then go to my oncologist and my other doctors and naturopaths and people to ask that were experts in this space. And hence, that's how Pretty Wellness was was formed. Honestly, it was born out of my friends asking me so many questions and me actually having these answers. And I thought, hey, I got to get this onto paper. Or in this case, I got to get it online so people can get immediate access. And then the book came after that with Happiness Through Hardship, where I connect directly with people who've hit that hardship. And then, of course, the podcast, which we're here today, where we share so many stories of what people have done when they go through hardship and how to make it a little easier for for them. So for me, my story with the stage four really, really embraced the wellness, and that was the joy that helped me get through it. Now, honestly... If you're sitting here saying, okay, well, Karen, you've got stage four disease. Of course, you're going to make all these huge changes. Why should I? 
I do get that, especially when I'm going out to organizations and they look at me and they smile as you might be now like, hey, we know that this is this is what we need to do. But like, hey, I've got this party. I've got this. I've got that. Um, I will say that everybody needs to have their reason why they're doing it and really believe in that reason. Why it never stuck years for me is because I didn't care that much about fitting into a bikini. I thought I looked fine enough. Or going to that wedding, all right, so maybe I didn't lose as much weight as I wanted to, but I could wear two pairs of Spanx and feel pretty good. It has taken on a new meaning for me to be healthy and to be well. It is also how I feel. And that is why I love to share this message with so many people. It is not just how you look. It is how you feel. I felt drastically different. And to this day, I still do because I take better care of myself. And it will make an incredible difference, not just in how you feel day to day, but also like the clarity that helps you in your personal and professional endeavors. The amount of creativity when I give myself the space that I need and I am able to feel healthy and good because of the way I fuel my body and move my body. It's all a big circle, right? It's all this. That's why wellness is about holistic health. And when I say holistic, I don't mean, you know, sitting on a mountaintop, eating granola and doing meditation all day long. I mean, pulling in a few of these components of, you know, I'm calling it the trifecta, Or there are a few other elements that other experts talk about. And that will save that for another episode when I talk about my journey into non-toxic living, less chemicals in my life. So we were talking about the why, why I did it. You know why I did it, right? I I, I felt like I had to do it. I wanted to do it. I wanted some control. But I, I urge you to consider what do you want for this upcoming year? And not just look at it as like, hey, happy new year, new year's resolution, but how do you want to feel? How do you want to live your life? And, and let that be the place where you get the why. And if you don't know that, that's okay. Start, you know, doing what you do to help you figure out those answers. To some of us, it's journaling. To some of us, it's talking to friends. To some people, it's just finding that quiet to think. So I consider, you know, I, I ask you to consider that. I did come up with a formula right? Uh, As a speaker, I build so many different presentations and I customize them and I want to share with them, of course, my story, but also how can they take small steps toward healthy living and better happiness? And so the small steps formula is exactly that. It's an acronym for small steps. And it's really simple. First, it's setting your goal, right? We know that if we don't set goals, well, then how do we meet our goal? But make it measurable, right? Come up with a goal. For me, back in the day, I was like, oh, I want to lose weight. Okay, that's not measurable. What do, you know, I want to lose weight. Why? You know, come into the why and try and figure out what your goal is and why for it. And then the next step, so that's the S in the small. The next step is an M, mindful schedule. I tell this to people because if you're making small steps, you're not going to overhaul your life. The intention is to fit it into your life. However, how do you fit that into your schedule? Being able to plan in so many instances in our life can be helpful. 
But also when it comes to whatever the goal is that you set, you want to add more fruits and vegetables. You want to do more exercise. You want to add meditation, whatever it might be. Figure out how it fits in your schedule. And I oftentimes tell people, look at your weekend schedule versus your home schedule. And hey, if you've got kids, look at a seasonal schedule. If you're running around driving carpool or driving your kids to different places, I know life looks a little bit different right now. And every season, the holiday season looks different than other seasons. But be mindful of that schedule so you know where you can fit in that where that goal might be. And then I kind of just hinted at this too. The A is add to your life. What can you add to your life when you are going to make changes? I often try and motivate people to add something to your life before you take it away. And for those that want to eat better, I always say add more fruits and vegetables. Think how you can add them to your breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. Always have them sitting out or nearby. Add. Because it's easier to add mentally than it is to think about all the things we got to take away. Then after you have a, by the way, I use my hands when I talk, even when I'm doing the podcast and I'm knocking things over here. So if you hear that sound, that's what it is. Adding to your life. Got that. This first L is let it go. What can you let go in your life that's not serving you? All those years of diet, Dr. Peppers, I first started to let, let it go for a few weeks, and now it's, it's wild to think it's been seven years since I've had a diet, Dr. Pepper, but I did it. And whatever it is that you want to let go, you can too. And then last but certainly not least is let someone know. Making any change, it's great to have a baseline, so connecting with your doctor, connecting with a naturopath, it is, they're the experts oftentimes with your health, or they are, I should say like the quarterback, right? Because you can be the expert in your own health, but we always look for help. We look for teammates and having a medical practitioner on that team with you on your wellness journey is really important. So talking about team, I hope that you consider us here at Pretty Wellness, a little part of that team. That is why I started Pretty Wellness and now all the podcast and social media so that people could connect on topics about wellness, about taking small steps towards health and happiness. And as you see, small steps is twofold. It's a formula. And yes, I do use that formula when I go out and I do speaking engagements. Um, but also it's literally about taking small steps, one foot in front of the other. And I say that so often when I talk to people, or even in the book, I talk about it, how sometimes you have to make a choice and it's hard when you're going through hardship. So taking one foot and put it in front of the other, taking small steps towards anything in life can be helpful. On a last note, because if you are not new to me, you know that I end each episode playing the grateful game. And what it is, it's a simple mindful practice where you tap into gratitude. And my son and I started this a few years ago where we look at our day or maybe even our few days if we don't end up doing it that certain day. And it's important to me that we really look in that day to day because let me tell you, when life is tough, sometimes it's really hard to feel the gratitude of the big things that you know we should be great. I know I should be grateful for my health. I know I should be grateful for my house. But there's some days when it's just a little gloomy 
that I watch Days of Our Lives and I start laughing or I read a silly book or I was on and saw a TikTok star that made me laugh. And so it's the little things that have helped me put one foot in front of the other. And so the Grateful Game came out of a way for us to talk about little things that we were grateful for and why. And let me tell you, making this a practice, something we do regularly, has really, really helped us Look for the good in each day. And so rather than me play today in front of you by myself, I ask you to take a moment, whether it's right now or later on, maybe you're in the car with your family or you're talking to a friend on the phone and share something that you're grateful for and why. And if you are looking for more podcast episodes, we have so many that are filled with lessons and inspirations of course, about healthy living, about being resilient. Off the top of my head, Samantha Harris, episode six, where she gives a plethora. She is, of course, well-known of being an entertainment journalist, as well as a host, a former host of Dancing with the Stars. But she's the author of the book, Your Healthy is Healthy. She has a ton of tips. There's also Esther Blum, who wrote a number of the books on nutrition and being gorgeous. It's um, She's really funny. And so she talks a lot in this episode about, she's episode 51. Um, or then there's also heartfelt, but still funny episodes on resiliency, like the TikTok star Samantha Ramsdale who makes me laugh with all of her videos on TikTok. She's episode 34. So if you just go to prettywellness.com backslash podcast, you'll see the list of all the episodes. So choose what you like. And I will be, I, I would guess that you'll leave the episode with a smile on your face because all these episodes are meant to inform, but also inspire. So thank you so much for being here today on this journey of me talking about how I made these healthy living changes and how I feel so great to this day because of it. So thanks again for joining us today. I am sending you lots of happiness and great health. Bye for now.